the way in which acupuncture specifically works is when we stimulate the acupuncture points, this also stimulates blood flow to certain areas of the body to promote pain relief, improve organ function, and prevent aging. So each point, there's over 365, targets specific receptors for the specific release of particular neuropeptides. This will essentially do three things. It's going to do one, two, three, target these receptors to decrease inflammation and promote healing, reset the autonomic nervous system to increase organ function, and three, balance out overstimulated nerve roots for pain management. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two, and with that said, let's thrive. Hi there, and welcome back to the Let's Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and I am happy as usual to be here with you in your earbuds or wherever you are listening to this. Really hope you guys are having a good day, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on. Let's all take a deep breath. Ready? In. Out. I don't know if you could hear me breathing, and hopefully that didn't create a bunch of static noise, but hey. We are off to a good start. I figured I should probably start today's episode out with some deep breathing, good vibes all around, because we are going deep into the health and wellness here with something I've been interested in for so long, acupuncture. Now, before I go off on my explanation, I do need to give an FYI, or no, I do need to give a warning. My neighbor, who lives in his house one day a week, as they're trying to remodel it, decided to cut down a tree with a chainsaw during this recording, and there was nothing I could do because the noise was just all around our house, so if you hear some, like, buzzing noises in the background, that is my neighbor cutting down a tree. Welcome to Pennsylvania and our chainsaws. So, (laughs) on to today's episode. As we all know, with health and wellness, there is a lot of gray or in between the lines of, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's not black and white. That's what I'm trying to say. There is no wrong and right answer because everybody's body is so different. That's what makes us all unique and individual. So that being said, all healing, health, wellness, all of that is kind of a gray. It's an in between because it might work for you, it might not. That being said, I think a big issue or talking point in this area of gray in between is the the divide between Eastern, Western, and I don't know, holistic health practices. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you do need medication and Western practices, you know, surgery, etc. Car accident, in my case, a hepatitis C, chronic hepatitis C, I had to use a Western drug to beat it out. And those modalities should be used for as long as you need to to be healthy. Your health comes first. I really don't think a lot of these Western drugs or practices were meant to be, you know, lived on. They're not meant to last along the entire lifespan of your life. I view them as a tool along the way. And sometimes you might have to be on one for all your life. But if you are blessed enough to not have to be, 
I think there's room to maybe look at some more natural holistic practices. Now, maybe you don't want that, and that's okay, but I ask that maybe you keep an open mind and listen to today's episode and just see what you think. Maybe you listen to it, and afterwards, like, reach out to me and let me know, hey, this still just didn't resonate with me, and like, I, I just love to talk with you guys, or maybe it really, I don't know, hit the nail on the head for you, and we can discuss that some more too, but I just know that this area of health can be so confusing and conflicting, which is why I just wanted to bring someone on from a different viewpoint to discuss it. And that was my friend Chloe, who is a licensed acupuncturist with all sorts of neat wisdom tucked up her sleeve. This woman can truly do it all, and I'm honored to share her wisdom and advice with you all. Chloe first found herself drawn to Eastern medicine and acupuncture, to be exact, when she noticed her health declining in ways that we are... I think, as a general public, (laughs) accustomed to signs of depression, anxiety, body aches, fatigue, all that good stuff that so many of us feel on a daily basis. And I was being sarcastic when I said the good stuff. (laughs) So once Chloe tried acupuncture and began to learn about how it works in the body, there was no turning back for her. All this time later, and here she is sharing her knowledge and experience with you and her large customer base in Santa Monica, California. What a vibe. (laughs) So in today's episode, I'm so excited because I have Chloe explain to us what Eastern medicine is and how she found it, the roots of it, so you get a bit of history just to help you understand why it's different from some Western modalities. Chloe breaks down the health issues that led her to finding a new healing modality. And in this, you'll hear about her exasperation with Western medicine and doctors and just being yo-yoed around, bounced around, saying you have this and this and try this until she found acupuncture. And she explains the feeling, the post-acupuncture bliss that changed her life and the health benefits she started to notice over time. That is something I do want to make sure you understand. Acupuncture is not a one-and-done deal. It is, let's create this as a routine, a self-care practice, which is important here. She goes over what traditional Chinese medicine is and how that is infused in her practice. And also, my favorite part of the podcast, she teaches us the science behind acupuncture. Now, if you're like me and you get a bit skeptical or you're like, why should I put my money here? Why should I try this? You want to know some hardcore facts, statistics, the science behind it. This is for you. She breaks it down. Very easy to understand, but still sounds complicated because the human body is tricky AF. But this way you can understand why it works and how it works in the body. Maybe that'll change your viewpoint. Who knows? To wrap it up, I do ask her about how acupuncture can help with things such as hormone imbalances, infertility, gut, and even mental health. In this, we discuss, obviously, lifestyle hacks that go along with something such as acupuncture just to help you find an overall feeling of health and wellness and all that good jazz that we all want in our life. So if it really interests you and you'd like to, I don't know, learn more about it, you can. there's plenty of resources online or you can find Chloe on Instagram at her two different pages. One is at Ascended Alchemy. Now I'm going to spell that out. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-D-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y, linked below to be easy, and her more personal one is at underscore Chloe Holm, so at underscore C-H-L-O-E-H-O-M. 
linked below as well. And her site will be there too, where she has all her offerings as well as some education on there as well. I really hope you guys resonate with this or it interests you. I don't know. I, when I'm looking at guests, I just kind of go off of what I'm interested in. But if there's a topic that, I mean, only because I don't, I don't, I can't read your minds. So if you send me a suggestion, just say like, hey, I think it'd be neat to maybe do an episode on this. Or hey, I think it'd be interesting to learn about this. Or I really admire this person. Maybe you can check out their work and then have them on the podcast. I am 100% open to that. Trust me, it makes my life much easier. But until then, I just kind of go off of what interests me, what I'm curious about, because I generally find that we're we're all kind of connected in some way. I mean, we must be, right? So when I'm thinking of something and I post about it or I do a podcast episode about it, I usually get like five to ten messages saying, wow, this has been on my mind lately, or wow, I can't believe you had this person on, I just found them, yada this, yada that. So, send me suggestions or or don't, that's, <laughs> that's fine too, but if you like today's show and it interested you or you learned something, go ahead, take a screenshot right now, like you can pause this right now, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag me at thrive underscore on life and tag Chloe at her already mentioned handles. <laughs> and if you're feeling very gracious and you want like, I will send you a virtual hug and a personal message, I guess. Yes. Go on Apple Podcasts, go on iTunes and leave a rate and review. I promise you it takes under two minutes to be exact and I will appreciate you so much. I mean, I already do, but it's kind of like the icing on the cake with sprinkles as well. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode because we're taking a break from the ads. So sit back and enjoy. Perfect. So have you always been a California girl or where did you start out with as far as location goes? Oh my goodness, 100% yes. I am born and raised in San Diego and I'm not super duper excited about anything else except for summer when it comes to seasons. So I actually moved from San Diego to Los Angeles. So again, <laughs> no white winters or anything like that. I am definitely um, someone who loves sunshine and it's something I do talk a lot about with my patients as well with the importance of really being able to literally charge ourselves up with something that is so accessible to so many people. Yes, if we're outside of California, there are different ways to, you know, hack sunlight with different lamps or different other exposures to light, but I'm 100% like Sunshine State gal. I don't know, actually, is California a Sunshine State or is that Florida? Either way, Sunshine in California is what I'm about. I love that. Yeah, I don't know which is the true Sunshine State, but I... I think it's funny. There are some statistic I was reading a while ago about how, you know, even people living in places like California can have a vitamin D deficiency, especially in the off seasons that aren't summer. And then I got my vitamin D tested in this, this past spring and it was so outrageously low that my doctor put me on like a supplement right away. And I'm, yeah, I'm just a firm believer that physical and mental and emotional, just all around health is so much better when I have some good sunshine coming in. So I 
I feel you on that one. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And what you're experiencing is actually not uncommon. It's a big reason why even when we are living in somewhere where there is a lot of sunshine, something, for example, when I talk to my patients on their like follow-up appointments, I always encourage like different quote unquote homework or different practices to build upon the work that we do in our treatments. But one of those things is going to be getting at least 10 to 20 minutes of direct pure sunshine. So that means like no sunscreen yet, um, no sunglasses as early as you can in the morning. So closest to sunrise as you can before you get in your car, before anything else, because we actually need the sunlight to hit the retina to enter our eyes. So if we are wearing sunglasses, we're actually preventing certain hormones from being upregulated within our body that help protect us and build up this um, tolerance to synthesizing sunlight without hurting us. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and doesn't it have to do also with the natural cycle of sleep and wake that we have, where if you get that sunlight first thing in the morning, it helps regulate that like get up and go energy? Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head when it comes to being able to recharge similar to like how we recharge our phones or laptops. We really want to make sure that our circadian rhythm is honored and is optimized in the best way possible. So we were used to waking up with sunrise and going to sleep with the sunset yet with the invention of like indoor lighting a lot of times this was actually created to perpetuate like a longer time that we could work. So just like it was invented, more people are not spending enough time turning off at the end of the night, turning off their lights, turning off their brains, turning off their nervous systems so that we can actually rest at the end of the night. And then usually it's not the most inspiring thing to wake up and then go on a walk <laughs> when we are sleeping like that. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm happy we opened up with such an educational conversation, and it just goes to show how knowledgeable and inspiring you are. So would you mm. mind just giving the listeners an idea of who you are and what it is you do beyond all of this knowledge we've already discussed? Yeah, thank you so much for your kind words. I Like I mentioned, I'm Born in San Diego, I like to say that I'm being raised in LA now. Lots of lessons and such a fun adventure. I originally went to school at SESU um, to get my bachelor's in kinesiology. And to be honest, I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. I just thought it would be a fun major to major in because I grew up an athlete um, from soccer to field hockey to track, lacrosse. And even recently, a couple years ago, had the honor of playing with the USA handball team. And so sports and being active has always been a part of my life. So I knew I wanted to be able to help people get back on the field or get back to whatever their joy and performance lies. So after SDSU, I thought that looks like physical therapy. So I was on track to do that. And while I was on track to do that as a physical therapist aide, I did kind of explore what alternative um, medicines there were, what uh, a naturopathic doctor might do. And then I also looked into Eastern medicine. What does an acupuncturist do? I've ne I never had it before, but it was in the back of my head. And it just so happened that the doctor in physical therapy that I was working with 
would talk a lot about cupping, would talk a lot about gua sha, talk a lot about meridians and food therapy, the importance of eating organic. He was like the hippie that I didn't know I needed in my life. And um, so after a personal experience of essentially a full physical, mental, emotional breakdown that manifested as a anxiety attack when I was just trying to do all the things, I found acupuncture myself and it didn't happen right away. I actually had some resistance to going the natural or the quote unquote alternative way, even though I was really raised holistically and not more on like um, apple cider vinegar with honey and lemon for coughs instead of like cough syrup. I, for some reason, wasn't like so inclined to go that route at first. So I did try psychiatry and prescription medication to simply fix what I thought was the problem, not knowing at the time that it was really a deeper like emotional patterns and different thought patterns and different lifestyle habits that led me to that point of essentially waking up with an IV just because I was so depleted and so just heart racing, not connected to my body. So fast forward, I was able to finally sleep. And that was the biggest problem for me as I was healing through um, what was diagnosed as depression. And I noticed when I was awake, even though I was able to sleep and kind of go through the motions, I noticed that I was only going through the motions. I didn't feel like myself and I didn't even have any joy in working out. So as an athlete, I was just like, there's something wrong. Like, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if this medication is going to help me get there. And I do want to preface that medication saves so many lives and it's a bridge to getting to where you are, just like it was a bridge for me for finding acupuncture eventually. And with that, I weaned myself off of the medication um, with my physician and working with acupuncture. And eventually, after about two or three months, was able to find joy in the little things again, whether it was going for a walk around the bay or hanging out with my friends where before I would get so anxious, like I wouldn't even leave the house. So acupuncture really helped bring me back to me. And during my sessions, I would talk to the acupuncturist and ask him all these different questions. And he knew the answer for like everything in a way that I understood instead of like some kind of medical jargon because of how much Chinese medicine is based on observational biology. Like it just made sense to me. And I asked him, how can I do what you're doing? I want to help people who have gone through what I've gone through without them maybe going the route um, that doesn't feel as supportive. And he told me that school for acupuncture is hard, but it's worthwhile. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm up for a challenge. Like I won't be one to turn down the challenge. And this has made such a difference in my life. I don't know another medicine that is able to treat both the mind and body at the same time. Um, in a very holistic way. So long story short, that's how a little bit about like me and how I went from burnout to bliss essentially and why I am so passionate about really working with people who are ambitious, who are purpose-driven, who have that like entrepreneurship or athlete mentality that it's really my vision to empower them with tools, resources, 
and the space to really identify different cycles or different patterns that they might be in to avoid burnout so that they don't have to slow down what they're up to. I love that. And I think it is so fascinating. Oftentimes we all, not all of us, but I think a majority of us do want a career or a hobby, something that's helping others. I think a lot of us feel that pull, whether we recognize it or not. It's kind of human nature, I think. And so to view it from that viewpoint is so fascinating because when we think of acupuncture and I don't know, any of those like healing modalities, sometimes I know for me, at least it gets lost of, oh, wow. Like, did they start this because they, they love helping people so much. So Mm -hmm. I love to hear that from you. And I am curious, how would you describe the first time you had acupuncture done? What was the feeling, whether in your body or your mind that you experienced right after it, like that post acupuncture bliss? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that phrase. Um, Post-acupuncture bliss. It was actually really interesting because like I mentioned before, one of the biggest things was that I was having trouble sleeping. I was unable to fall asleep and stay asleep. And so the medication I was taking was helping me to stay asleep, not necessarily like fall asleep. And so it was that in-between time where I was sleeping but not really resting at my very first acupuncture appointment, I was very like in awe because it's a little bit different from your traditional um, doctor's appointment. So I walk into the table or walk into the table. I walk into the room. I lay on the table <laughs> and he's asking me questions about everything, sleep, eating, do I have certain cravings? And he's doing this while he's feeling my pulse. And from my pulse, um, he kind of interrupts the questioning and he goes, you, you have like, you need to work out, don't you? And I was like, yeah, like I, that usually makes me really happy. And he's like, you run really cold, don't you? I was like, yeah. I'm like, how does he know all this? This is a trip. And then it kind of just unfolded like that. And so even there, um, my curiosity was spiked because this was my first exposure to what Chinese medicine really was. And I was a little bit afraid of the needles for sure. At this point I had already gotten a tattoo. So I was in my head, I'm like, Oh, I'm tough. Like I could do acupuncture too. And didn't even feel them. Like the needles, as I explained them to my own patients are so thin. Um, Some of them are thinner than a piece of hair. I almost said slice of hair. I'm not sure. (laughs) I hope I don't say slice of hair to my patients. Um, And depending on the thickness of them, um, sometimes there are certain thicknesses where 10 acupuncture needles can fit in one hypodermic needle. So they are very, very thin. And needless to say, it was a painless experience. And he also used a little bit of moxibustion. And moxibustion is a form of heat therapy in which a dried plant, which is called mugwort or Chinese mugwort, is burned on or very near the surface of the skin to warm and invigorate the flow of chi in the body. And for me, it was really bringing back chi, bringing back more energy, bringing back more blood flow into my body and reducing any stagnation from my emotions not being moved through. So immediately, what was so amazing for my experience was as soon as he left the room, I'm like, 
wow, that wasn't bad. And then I fell asleep. Like right afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, this works. Um, like I know that one of my biggest things is that I can't fall asleep. So this has to be able to help with like my mood and my mental health for sure. And then pretty much every time after that, it was like going to the office and then I would like immediately fall asleep until I was able to get into like a meditative state. And so what I know now is that based on my experience then, my body just really needed to A, feel safe enough to be in that vulnerable state of falling asleep. Um, so if you think of like the caveman days to sleep at night was a very vulnerable act because we didn't have doors and locks and different things like that. You could be in alive. So it's like, it's very like courageous to go to sleep. Um, and from there, it was just like, eventually I felt happier and happier and more like myself. It didn't happen overnight by any means. There were some treatments where I wasn't sure if I did feel a difference and I did trust that everything was building because maybe a couple of days later or even like a week later, I would then feel the difference knowing that when I looked back, I was a lot different from my very first treatment. I love that. And I had acupuncture done once when I was in New York City and it was fascinating. I don't, needles don't scare me for some reason. So that didn't cross my mind. But later I had people asking me about it and I explained to them that I couldn't even feel like he had needles in my forehead, I guess. And I couldn't even tell they were there until I noticed his hands like making the motion. <laughs> it was insane. And, yeah. and yeah, similar to you that first time I just, I, I passed out. <laughs> and like later they came, like I woke up and I was like, Oh, okay. I, I hope that helped me. And that night I, I just had so much energy for the rest of the day that that night I couldn't go to sleep. But, um, <laughs> that's just some deeper issues I'm working through. So I, I'm very interested in just the entire art and premise of acupuncture, which is why I'm so happy to get to talk with you today and just get everyone who wants to try it to try it and see the magic for themselves. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love hearing like first time acupuncture stories. I had a new patient yesterday and I always let them know, okay, like we're going to do the first needle. It might feel like a small poke. If it lasts longer than a couple of seconds, let me know. It just means we need to readjust the needle. No biggie at all. And then usually it's like, oh, it's in? Okay, that's fine. You could do the rest. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting over the first, <laughs> the first big one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So- So you mentioned before how acupuncture is one of the only modalities you know of to really heal mind and body. And I, I was, I actually had that written down as a question, so it works out perfectly, but I'm I'm curious, what's the science behind it? If you had to explain to someone why they should try acupuncture to kind of show them the science or the idea behind it, how would you go about explaining that? Yeah, absolutely. And now diving into so much deeper, like healing for myself and witnessing the paths of my patients, um, I know there are so many more modalities that really treat holistically. And Chinese medicine is, I'm so excited that it is one of those things. So when it comes to, we'll go with A, what is Chinese medicine? And B, how does acupuncture work? Um, Chinese medicine, 
medicine is a medical system that's been used for thousands of years to prevent, diagnose, and treat disease. Um, it's based that on the premise that these diseases are related to qi, which is essentially the body's vital energy that flows through the meridians in the body. And this is what keeps a person's spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical health in balance or in harmony. So TCM, as it's often referred to, traditional Chinese medicine, aims to restore the body's balance and harmony between the natural opposing forces of yin and yang. Um, yin and yang can also be related to the kidneys and the heart, fire and water. And when these are out of balance, um, this can block qi from flowing optimally and cause disease or cause different signs and symptoms. So this is actually all encompassing of not only acupuncture, but also diet herbal therapy, meditation, physical exercise, and massage. And um, the way in which acupuncture specifically works is when we stimulate the acupuncture points, this also stimulates blood flow to certain areas of the body to promote pain relief, improve organ function, and prevent aging. So each point, there's over 365 targets specific receptors for the specific release of particular neuropeptides. This will essentially do three things. It's going to do one, two, three, target these receptors to decrease inflammation and promote healing, reset the autonomic nervous system to increase organ function, and three, balance out overstimulated nerve roots for pain management. And then that's like the very big umbrella. There's so many different like um, ways in which acupuncture can support healing, can support optimization. Like if someone's good, take them to better. And even for skin health as well, there's documented effects for acupuncture and improving the elasticity of facial muscles facial muscles, there we go, tongue twister, leveling of wrinkles and overall rejuvenation as well. It, it sounds, you mentioned before how the guy said acupuncture school is hard and I'm starting to see why it might be. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. You I actually mean, go to school for um, the common myth or something that a lot of people will get surprised about is how long people go to school for acupuncture. So we in the U.S. need a minimum of a master's degree, which looks like a four-year training program, and need to treat a minimum of 350 patients before we graduate. And then we get to pass the national and or state board exams as well to be able to share this with patients. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that is intense. I mean, asking to... To perform on that many like, patients before you're, you know, I guess even actually certified is, it's like trying to get people to come in. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work and I have major respect for you guys. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I guess the, the way I got interested in acupuncture is because I saw people using it to heal like hormone imbalances and especially people with infertility. They said, like they swore by acupuncture to be a part of their healing. So mm. would you be able to explain maybe why acupuncture can be used for hormone imbalances, hormone health, 
and in that comes infertility. But I'm just curious if maybe if you have an explanation why behind that. Yeah, there's many different ways to approach this question. And one of the best ways to like give the overarching answer would be in how acupuncture literally taps into our nervous system. So there's a couple of different systems that help our body communicate from external world to internal world inside our body. So that would be through the endocrine system, which is the hormones, and then our nervous system. So when those two systems are overstressed or under stress, this causes really um, impactful imbalances that manifest in trouble because with fertility in trouble with PTSD, depression, anxiety, because of that nervous system and endocrine imbalance. So that's the overarching view on how acupuncture works specifically for pretty much everything, honestly, because of that external internal communication. So there's certain points that will upregulate certain neuropeptides that help with calming down the system. There are different also Chinese herbs that will help based on their biochemical properties to increase nitric oxide to help more oxygen flow through the body so that the body can heal itself. And that's something that I do emphasize with patients and people that I work with that it's not really acupuncture doing the healing. It's really facilitating the healing for the body to do what it's best at. It's best at learning how to survive and doing whatever it needs to survive. Um, our bodies are always talking to us, I like to say, and just like we learn Spanish or French or Italian, um, it's learning the different language of how our body is doing its best to send signals to us to like, hey, if we are staying up all night, it's because of something on our mind um, that might be related to a physiological imbalance that might be related to something else going on. If we have a back pain, it's probably not just back pain. We also want to really look at what kind of fears might this person be holding on to, anxiety that literally is weighing on our back. There's actually research from Dr. David Hawkins that shows, I got to look it up. I believe it's 80 to 90% is difference, but essentially when it comes to positive and emotional or positive and negative emotions and how they weigh on our body, a negative emotion will weigh on our body, I believe it's 80 to 90% more than a positive emotion. So when we say like, oh, like I feel lighter, that's a common thing. I don't know if that was your experience after your acupuncture treatment. It's because you were able to move through and release a lot of the heavier emotions that come into play. And that's a big emphasis in my personal practice is really looking at the emotional body through the lens of esoteric acupuncture and how many of the physical manifestations of what we're experiencing are derived from the emotions that we have felt either in this lifetime, depending on how esoteric you want to get, or in past lifetimes before, because there is evidence that our mitochondria or different emotions that our ancestors and past generations have felt have been encoded within our DNA. So what we are healing is not just ours, it's really for lifetimes. Yeah, I mean, the entire concept of ancestral healing, I need, I want to get someone on here to explain that in depth because it's something I've started to really 
see play out in my own life. I've seen it, you know, come through in Reiki. And I just, I really need to dive into that more. But as you were saying before about holding on to emotions and the, all of that is, you know, for me personally, I know I've been trying to get my hormones re-regulated for like nine years now. And mm. no matter how healthy I eat or I get enough sleep or I make sure my body has you know, like, is that a healthy weight? And I'm eating all the right foods and doing the low impact. My nervous system and everything was so shot. I mean, you know, just from anxiety, depression, PTSD, like I had it all. I still am working through all of it. And it's just crazy because we oftentimes just forget about those internal things actually affecting something like our hormones. And I personally just do not have the skills at the moment to adequately handle like all of those, you know, I can't get myself relaxed enough and get my nervous system to chill out from all of this trauma and pain I've gone through and hold on to, which is why acupuncture just like floors me because it, it's a bridge. Like you mentioned before, it's a bridge to get to that other side to help me heal and relax from the inside out. And then hopefully be able to get things regulated. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that. It's the resiliency of the human spirit with how much is presented to each person over and over again, out of nowhere, so it seems. And the different adversities that each of us faces and how we continue to show up and also not only show up, but actually choose the higher path, actually choose the more uh, loving path, which is not always the easiest. It's truly awe-inspiring, and it's such a gift to be able to witness both on the treatment table and outside the office as well. Because like you mentioned, it is a lifelong, non-linear healing journey. Yep, 100%. (laughs) So, would you say that in this acupuncture could help something such as gut health too, because of the relaxing of all of the systems and re-regulating of, I, I obviously don't know my science terms here. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. And it's a very important question too, when it comes to definitely a lot of the gut issues that we experience, we, with acupuncture, there, like we mentioned before, it taps into the nervous system. And one of the ways in which the gut and the brain communicate with each other is through the vagus nerve. So that's cranial nerve number 10, the longest cranial nerve. And it's not vagus like Las Vegas, Nevada, (laughs) but vagus, V-A-G-U-S. And it's imperative to not only your gut brain health, but also your breathing. So when it comes to that nervous system, it's all related. And This is a big reason why in my practice, we do talk a lot about mindful eating habits. So many times we are eating on the go. We're taking that smoothie in the car. We're eating uh, the burrito on the way to class or whatever that might be. Instead of being able to really choose with self-love a time of even a 15-minute window even a 15-minute window to sit down, notice if we are chewing each bite of food 30 to 50 times, 
if we are present with what we're actually eating instead of like eating and then like looking at our phone to like look at everyone's Instagram stories or study right before the test or um, whatever it might be and like how present can we be like my favorite thing to do as like weird as it sounds is to just like sit and be with my food a hashtag I, I guess have been known for is hashtag eat outside because when you're outside you get to look at the trees you get to look at the hummingbirds you get to look at the people looking at you weird um, while you're sitting on the grass and you just wave and it's like hey I'm getting my sunlight and eating outside and you get to be really present and um, in my experience and from what other people have shared 15 minutes usually feels a lot longer when you are eating like that so even when you're on a 30 minute lunch break um, at work it feels like an actual break and that's the biggest thing how can we honor the transition between activities to help with um, the daily flow of life and I realize that's kind of a tangent so going back to even gut health in Chinese medicine we have what we call five element theory so we have the five elements of fire earth metal water and wood and usually they're drawn in that same circle so with fire flowing into earth earth flowing into metal metal into water water into wood and then wood back into fire so if someone draws that out it's kind of like a five star or a circle we call that the generating cycle there's also something called the overacting cycle where things if they're imbalanced might cause dis-ease or disharmony within the system for example when it comes to many of the gut issues whether it's upset stomach um just loose bowels anything like that many times what is a very common pattern in chinese medicine is wood overacting on earth so instead of wood flowing up to fire and then going to earth it has so much, this is many times related to emotions, and wood is the element related to or connected with anger, frustration, irritability. So we, when we are experiencing a lot of that and it's getting boiled up to the surface, literally we can feel the heat rise in our body, and then that element has so much energy, it spills over and goes directly onto the earth element. So that earth element is actually your spleen and stomach. This is where digestion is. So if all of this heat, all of this energy is going over and suppressing the functions and like impeding the earth element, this is where our digestion gets compromised. This is where we experience the gas, bloating, tenderness, nothing is really sitting right. Sometimes we lose our appetite. Sometimes we, um, our appetite increases because of course, if we go back to the generating cycle, fire, connected to the heart is also flowing into earth which is digestion so how we our emotions are tied into nutrition it's all written out already in that five element cycle so that's a little bit of how the gut brain connection happens in chinese medicine and also working with the nervous system as well taking it back to what you were originally saying i mean they both go hand in hand because as you tell your patients, do the acupuncture, but then do the mindful eating. And I am a huge component for that. Every chance I get, I, I actually schedule time for my meals because I value my digestion so much because I know if my digestion is off, I'm off. My whole day is off. And I wish it wasn't that way, but it just is. I, 
I feel <laughs> so bogged down otherwise. So I really prioritize, like you said, 15 minutes. Sometimes if I have time, it'll be, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes where I just enjoy the food and I savor it. And then when I'm done eating, I'm not instantly hungry again or thinking, oh, where'd the food go? Like mm-hmm. it went so fast. And yeah, I, I love being outside or even sitting in front of a window. If you go in a restaurant, like sit by a window, be able to people watch, be able to, you know, just be present instead of on your phone or immersed into something else too. So I, I think those both play, like you said, hand in hand to do the acupuncture, do the mindful eating and, you know, good things will come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Eat by a window as well. And even like being mindful with your food, if we are rushed and like really chewing, not chewing our food, I should say, and we eat and I believe this like research says in less than, if we finish our meal in less than 10 minutes, we actually are creating more inflammation in our body because we're not allowing ourselves to digest the food, which starts in our mouth. So I don't know, like for me, many a times, I honestly am not perfect and I'm getting better at it over and over. I used to do it all the time and then life happens. But usually just before I eat, like placing my hands over my food, giving thanks for and infusing like Reiki energy into the food, knowing that it's going to nourish me, taking the what would that be like 10, 15 seconds before you eat your food? I personally noticed myself like salivating, which is perfect. It's so great because when you salivate, it's part of digesting your food. So the digestion happens before you actually put anything into your mouth. It happens when you start to smell the food. It happens when you look at the food and you start to essentially drool. And what's happening is that we're activating more amylase to be released in our mouth. And this is what helps digest starches. So think of the yummy sweet potatoes that you're eating. And we need to essentially drool over our food <laughs> to help with digestion. And another couple ways in which we can really optimize that is avoiding beverages 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes before your meals and at least 30 minutes after your meals. And also walking, even if it's just for 15 minutes after a meal is so, so great for your digestion as well. It helps with blood sugar levels. And um, it's also just another great way to get some steps in. In a largely sedentary society, I think even 3,000 steps is good for people when many times it might be less than 1,000. When many times it's like, wake up, walk to a car, walk to office, get back in the car, come home, sit on couch, go to sleep. So anything we can do to add more movement, more mindfulness um, is really, really key. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I am a big component. If you have 15, 20 minutes, sometimes scratch the HIIT workout, the high intensity, any of that, and just walk because your digestion will thank you more and your hormones probably will. And just, you know, if you're someone that lives in an inflamed body of any sort, I I think walking's honestly magical. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. It's like my favorite thing in the morning. Um, And then with the morning walks, you get your sunlight in too. So it's a double whammy. Exactly. (laughs) So on your site, you do discuss different healing modalities, practices you use. I saw like light therapy. So could you break down what you offer at your location? Where, Where are you based again? Like your practice actually based? 
Yeah, I'm actually based in Santa Monica, California. Okay. So I love the city. I fell in love with it probably a year before I moved out here. And as soon as I finished my master's degree, I moved out to Santa Monica. It's been a dream come true. So going back to the offerings, um, like we mentioned before a little bit, the basis of what I offer is really rooted in working with the mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies of each patient. And what this looks like is esoteric acupuncture. And this was actually developed by Dr. Mickey Osanke. And he created this entire system where the patterns or the different um, acupuncture treatments are based on a specific sequencing of points that actually act almost like a key and lock system to tap into and activate the innate healing intelligence within your body at multiple planes of existence. So it's really, really great for building upon wellness and really helping someone to deepen their spiritual connection, yoga or meditation practice, and something that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners come to me for because it really um, expands their creativity if they're seeking clarity or they're going through like a stressful launch or funding period. It's usually like esoteric acupuncture to a, of course, like chill out, improve the immune system and get downloads as the saying goes. Um, I also incorporate low level light therapy for acne, wrinkles, and pain. So this is with a specific device that was actually created with blue, red, and near-infrared light therapy or frequencies. And it's FDA cleared and is even ideal for use after someone gets any kind of facial treatment. This might look like laser, microdermabrasion, microneedling, pills, injections, and much more in addition to killing surface level bacteria for acne itself. So I do have a lot of um, patients who are interested in that. And I use the light with every treatment pretty much. And it's a great way to stack. And I'm a fan of light as we've established at the beginning as well. I also have incorporated vibroacoustic therapy as well. And this is essentially using sound to reverberate through the both the treatment table and through binaural beads in headphones. So it's really using sound and light and acupuncture all together. And then I might also do fire cupping, which was all the rage when like Michael Phelps came out with it or not came out with it, but like showed his marks during the Olympics. It also might look like moxibustion therapy, like we chatted about. Um, I've done Reiki incorporated crystals before. It totally depends on each person, what they're seeking, and also what they're presenting with. Unlike Western medicine, where there is a diagnosis and then a standard of care treatment plan, in Chinese medicine, we treat each person as they show up for each treatment. We do create a treatment plan. And maybe it looks like this person is accelerating or um, healing at a certain pace. So we always have a pattern for each day that they show up. So it's really looking at not just, not a diagnosis really at all, but really the pattern in which they are presenting. Because with these patterns, then we get to treat the whole person. 
And um, those would be the big modalities. And thank you for looking at my website. The one thing that I haven't updated it with yet is a six-month program that I am offering for people and that I'm working with people with that doesn't include only in person. It's actually a little bit virtual as well. It, another word for it is telemedicine, um, where some of our calls would actually be done through platforms like this, like Zoom, and also in person through acupuncture. And I'm so humbled and excited to um, be collaborating with the Upgrade Labs from Bulletproof to have that be a part of my six-month program to essentially optimize anything from fertility to digestion to energy. That's the biggest, biggest one because I work with so many entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial-minded people. Energy is so, so important so that we can not only show up for the vision, mission, and purpose that we're here to deliver, but also have the energy to enjoy life and enjoy life outside of work. Um, So that six months program is the one thing that isn't on my website. That includes acupuncture, like I mentioned, some hashtag biohacks and different assessments through the Upgrade Labs specifically, and then um, the virtual telemedicine telemedicine component as well. You are next level. I'm so thankful that we connected through the Almost 30 group and it was a long time coming, but I'm, I don't know, you're just such, you're so wise. Like A, we discussed acupuncture in here, but you also gave so many tangible tips for vitamin D and gut health and just chilling out in general. And you're just, wow, I'm impressed, very impressed and amazed by you. Oh my goodness, I'm going to cry. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh my God. It's truly an honor to have these conversations. Um, I will emphasize over and over, like, thank you so much for your courage to, like, host this platform because I can imagine that it's been a journey and that to be seen and to be heard is such an act of courage, especially when it comes to having these vulnerable conversations about your own healing path and what you're passionate about as well. So thank you. For all that you do. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. Okay. Before I cry, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and then, or in your website. And then we'll do, I have two rapid fire questions for you. So. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you so much. My website is going to be chloehomvinyalins.com. And my Instagram is where I usually hang out. I'll pop in on Instagram stories more on my personal Instagram it's going to be at underscore Chloe Hom. It's my first and middle name, H-O-M. And then I do have a Instagram and Facebook page for Ascendant Alchemy, which is my company. It's going to be that same handle, A-S-C-E-N-D-E-D, and then Alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y, um, just in case I need it to get spelled out. And essentially... If there's anything that I can leave anyone with, it's really, really the reminder that our energy can be our greatest asset or our greatest liability. And my mission and my commitment is to help you take care of you so that you can take care of business. So um, anything that um, calls to anyone to reach out, I like to say social media is for being social. So please say hi. <laughs> And I would love to hear 
more about what touched them, what was brought up for them. And thank you again, Emily. I'm so excited for this opportunity to connect with your and contribute to your community as well. Oh, my pleasure. I cannot wait for this to be released. So our last two rapid fire questions, just to, just to end on a good note, what is one book or research resource you would recommend someone check out if they're interested in acupuncture or just a good book resource that you think everyone should have in their life? Yeah. So this one actually isn't related to acupuncture specifically, but it's a book that I recommend over and over to so many people. Um, It's called The Big Leap. And it's about our upper limiting problems and how we might self-sabotage ourselves because of the beliefs, like what if it can be that good? And this is something that's important for like, has been a game changer for me to not only in my life, but to share with my boyfriend, my sister, like anyone who asked for like a specific recommendation for a book, because as we go through a healing journey or any kind of personal development journey, the biggest, in my experience from what other people have shared or I've witnessed is the biggest journey is truly that leap from who we were to who we know we could be. Like there's a part of us that knows we could be that, but it's in between the letting go of the self-sabotaging patterns of like, is that truly possible? Can that actually be me? And this book is so digestible. It's like, it's the easiest read too. Um, And it's so, so yummy in that part. So that's not an acupuncture book. If someone is looking for the acupuncture book, the one that has no waiver is excellent. it's a great way to really take um, Chinese medicine and translate it essentially. And then there's also, I know I'm totally breaking the rules with one other one, um, Energy Medicine by Jill Blakeway as well. That translates Chinese medicine as well. <laughs> I love them. I'm going to check them all out now. <laughs> and I'll have them linked so everyone can follow it and check it out. Maybe pick up a new read. And our last one is, what is one piece of advice that you would just like to scream from the rooftops for all to hear? I know you've given out a lot of good stuff already. So if you have any last bit of advice, it can be relating to anything as well. That's a good one. Um, The first thing that comes to mind is to allow yourself to trust yourself more and allow yourself to fall in love with every part of your journey, with every part of not only your past, but your future. Um, Knowing that everything is happening right on time, that there is always support available to us, that although we might be alone in what we are experiencing, what we experience is not something that needs to be experienced alone and um the power of community should never be underrated or understated because although we are existing maybe in our single lives it's really the power of just connecting with someone else that really allows us 
or allows each conversation that we have to be a conversation of possibility. We, it's like this fun, it's a way to embrace this fun opportunity to view each conversation as a portal of possibility. Like we never know what's going to happen after each conversation because every conversation is new. And that's like one of those really cool tangible things with like so many different things being quote unquote remade, whether it's a movie, whether it's a song, whether it's a beat, yet the conversations that we have are so unique within themselves. It's really just embrace that starting with yourself, like start talking to yourself, get intimate with the self-love and self-healing journey. Love it. I wish everyone could, (laughs) could have that message to them because I think we would all be a little better off with that. Well, thank you again. And I'm just so happy we had this conversation. Likewise, I'm buzzing. Thank you so much, Emily. Truly. Who's ready to run out and find the closest acupuncture? (laughs) I know I am. I was just simply amazed after recording this with Chloe because once more, I love being inspired, empowered, and educated, and I am certain she did all three in this episode. She is such a ray of light, so knowledgeable, and so willing to share that knowledge, so open to helping and healing others, which is just the marks of a true, amazing human. (laughs) If you guys found this interesting, took something away from it, go ahead, take a screenshot, tag us on Instagram, or just message us. Let us know what you thought. I know Chloe and I were both so excited to release this and connect with you. Just find some community, find some like-minded people, and have a good old discussion. I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life, and Chloe is on Instagram at underscore Chloe home, linked below. Let us know your thoughts, and if you're feeling up to it, you can always leave a rate and review of the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Just search for the Let's Thrive Podcast, go to the rate and review section, and you should be able to leave one, and I would greatly appreciate it. I'm putting together some fun giveaways so that at the end of the episode, in the beginning, I'll tell you what's in the giveaway. It will be displayed on my story, and for every rate, review, share, whatever, I will enter you into it, and you'll be able to win something. I already did this last week, and the girl was so excited to get her giveaway package, so it just warms my heart and is a thank you from me to you for supporting this dream of mine. Stay tuned next week for another exciting episode that's educational, inspiring, and just a whole heck of a lot of empowerment in it, and I'll talk soon.